Hello and welcome to Wellbeing. I'm Jack Hodgins. Today I'll be delving into the experiences of working in the retirement and aged care sectors. Our first guest is Kelly Quinn from the retirement sector. And in our final part of the program, we speak with Lisa Collier, who works in the aged care sector. Kelly is a sales manager at Oak Tree Retirement Village's Newcastle sector. In this position, Kelly oversees the entire journey the residents go through from the beginning. Oak Tree Retirement Villages have multiple locations across Australia and aim to provide a great sense of community and easy independent living for those over 55. Hello Kelly and welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Why is it important we look after our elderly Australians? Oh, that's a very good question. I, I think at the end of the day, it's their turn to be looked after. Um, you know, they've been contributing to society and their beautiful families, and now it's time for them to sort of put their feet up and be looked after, especially in regards to maintenance and companionship. I think a lot of people forget about how important that their needs are met, especially when it comes to you know, being lonely. From your observations, how well in Australia do we look after our elderly population? I think it's certainly improving. I think it's certainly on the radar now that there is a very important demographic that needs to be serviced in many areas. And understanding what their needs are, I think people are starting to take note. And, you know, everyone has a different journey, I guess. There are a lot of common factors that come into play when we're talking to our residents when they first come into the village. And specifically, what's some of the tasks involved in being a sales manager at a retirement village? To me, I, I don't actually think of it as sales. I think it's our role is to be really good information providers. I think we are intended to be really good listeners. And I think our role is to identify what it is that our residents are truly looking for to give them peace of mind or you know, an improved lifestyle. Understanding what the, the residents' fears potentially could be, what they're trying to overcome to make that big transition. A lot of our residents have obviously been in their homes 20, 30, 40 plus years. Mm-hmm. So the concept of packing everything up and sort of making a, a big transition like that is a big one for them. Sometimes even working backwards from that point, obviously we know we have beautiful homes available for them at the end of the day, but getting them ready in that headspace and knowing what support they need is critical, I think, for them to make that next step forward. What are some of the emotions that some people that are going into retire into the retirement villages can experience? There's lots of different emotions. Some people have this mindset that an over 55, you know, let's call the term retirement village. A lot of people say they, they don't want to see themselves at old, and that's really not the case at all. You know, we have lots of uh, younger people coming into our villages at all. There's lots of variety of the age of our residents coming in. So sometimes it's how people sort of see themselves. Sometimes they fear that they think if they go into a retirement village, they're actually old, but that's not the case. It really is just about a lifestyle choice to make their lives easier and hopefully a little bit more fulfilled. You also have the emotional attachment where sometimes people feel a little bit guilty if they're leaving their family home, if they've lost a loved one and they feel like they're doing the wrong thing by their partner that might have passed away. Sometimes there's lots of beautiful memories there that they're not prepared to sort of part with as yet. So it can be, you know, a very long process sometimes for that person to make that transition. Sometimes people aren't ready to say, look, I I want to downsize. And so those community centres really are an extension of their home. And sometimes it's just a, a matter of someone sitting out there on the back deck and reading the newspaper and just starting to, you know, smile and wave and meet some of the residents around them for them to then feel like they're, you know, a little bit more confident to, to mingle. Um, but yeah, the, the community facilities are pretty special. It really is, you know, the jewel in the, the Oak Tree Crown. I think the community centre, it really is the heartbeat and especially with their relationships with the village manager as well, coordinating events for them. It's a nice place to be. And when did you first get involved in this line of work and why? 
Yeah, look, I've been in customer service basically all my, my working career. When I had my first child, I transitioned from hospitality into real estate. More recently, I focused on retirement living as more of a specialist field. And it is, it's just such a rewarding career to be able to really help these people and support their families too. You know, we come across beautiful sons and daughters that are obviously trying to help their mum or dad make that transition into retirement living. So it's really important that everyone understands that, you know, mum and dad are in really good, safe hands. Oh, yeah, I just think it's just so rewarding. And, and then when you see, you know, the people then move into the village and their new friendships, it, it's just, yeah, it's so rewarding. Just something that really resonates with me is being able to care for this beautiful demographic. I think it's a privilege to be able to really listen to everyone's personal stories and then help make sure that they feel like they're in safe hands. So, And knowing that we have something that they really need, which is that single-level lifestyle, or potentially having new friends that they haven't even met yet, or you know, having that stimulation that there's obviously activities happening, especially when we go back to a non-COVID world. But just that peace of mind, you know, that sometimes we have villages with village buses that we can obviously help with our residents to get out to do their groceries. So it really is about maintaining their independence but making sure they've got good support wrapped around them. And it sounds like also, too, from some of the things you described there, is that being a sales manager isn't just a sales manager. You're also a bit of a counsellor in some way. I mean, you know, you've got to lend, lend an ear to, to listen to the stories. Yeah, very much so. Look, at the end of the day, when they, they walk into our lives, it's just to be a friendly face and, you know, really just help them understand what retirement living is all about, how um, obviously our, our villages operate. So just give them clear, transparent information, but give them good support. And whether it means we're helping them talk to, you know, real estate agencies or solicitors or conveyances that understand retirement contracts, it could be helping with a, a removalist that obviously can help pack up sometimes these people don't have family that can help them with that and it becomes quite daunting packing up their home of you know 25 years so again just working backwards from what the process is of obviously moving to their new home and just making sure they've got the right support wrapped around them just makes it a lot easier for them to make that transition are there any stories from throughout your career and working with the older population that you look upon from time to time or that have had a monumental impact on you i had a, a beautiful lady looking after my own mother my mother has since passed away and she was working with Calvary Marta and I know the, the incredible care that she was providing my mother with uh, independent living. And then she had someone that she was dealing with who thought that they would benefit from obviously being part of our Oak Tree community. And so one of our gentlemen, his name is Charlie, um, he's now made his transition into one of our villages. And just to see the, the difference in him from a very isolated life that he was obviously living previously, he wasn't as uh, connected to his family as he would love to be. And we hear that a lot sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people sometimes Sometimes they're estranged from their family. And now to see him inside the, the village and now thrive and know that he's safe um, is really important. So, you know, there's just so many different stories of especially isolation and loneliness. I think that's a big trigger for a lot of people. So especially the singles out there. And that being said, you know, our communities are quite well balanced. There's lots of single men, single women and couples as well. Now, they all have their own personal joint journey. And all different triggers for why they, as I said, picked up the phone in the first place to come and join us. But once they get there, they all say, wow, we should have done this so much longer. <laughs> Earlier, I should say. And patience is, is such a big thing. Look, I could tell you a hundred stories, maybe even more of uh, all these different people's um, journeys with us to get to us eventually. More than anything else, I think it just has to be the timing is right for them. And there's nothing that anyone can, can tell them until it's feels right in their belly that this is a transition that they need to make. As I said, there's just lots of reasons. Sometimes people will, you know, try and think that they're ready to make that decision and then they might get cold feet and then they might sort of 
stay put for another, you know, six or 12 months and then they come back again. It really is just such a personal thing. As I said, there's lots of motivators of why people make that transition into retirement. Sometimes it is loneliness, sometimes it is maintenance, sometimes they just feel like they just can't manage their home anymore. COVID obviously has been a big trigger for a lot of people. There's a lot of people relocating right now. They've been isolated from their families. Even their relationships with neighbours now, a lot of people don't sort of communicate with each other. So to be in a like-minded community with residents, obviously a similar age, is a big draw card for a lot of people. And from the start, what is the process that someone goes through from the first inquiry to when they get into the actual village? Yeah, so what we do is we talk to them on the phone and get a little bit of a feel for you know why they've picked up the phone in the first place, why they're uh, interested potentially in looking at retirement living. And what we like to do is be able to send them information or otherwise we organise a tour for them to meet with us at the village by appointment. And then we walk them through the village facilities, help them see what we've got inside our community centres, introduce them to our beautiful village managers and obviously let them see what they can uh, obviously purchase through our display village. And then we go through exactly what they can expect with the purchase. You're listening to Wellbeing, where we are discussing the experiences of working in the retirement and aged care sectors. My first guest today is Kelly Quinn, a sales manager from the retirement sector. It it sounds like there's a great sense of community overall in retirement villages. Yeah, very much so. And, you know, we always say you can be as social as you want to be or just kick to yourself, but all in good time, you know, you're wrapped around beautiful people that are like-minded. They have, you know, really nice pride of place. You know, they play pool, they have ping pong, they have, sometimes they do aerobics, they do meditation. There's so many things happening in the village. And then all in good time, we have our residents obviously uh, want to participate. And sometimes we have residents that come in and they might have been an art teacher once upon a time. And next thing you know, they're running art classes with our residents. It really is what you want it to be. You mentioned some of the facilities there. What are some of the other facilities and services that are commonly available at retirement villages? They're all a little bit different just depending on the location. Sometimes we have village buses. We obviously have bowling greens. We have in-ground pools. We have big community kitchen and community areas. We have uh, library areas where our residents do a bit of a book swap. They bring their leftover jigsaw puzzles and CDs, DVDs, so they can sort of share that around with each other. They do card night. They do trivia. They do bingo. And then we have services that we try and bring into the village when it's appropriate where we might have a a seafood truck that might uh, visit the villages on a Friday or we have a coffee truck. Sometimes we have fruit and veggie vans that drive around the village. So we try and bring as many services as we can. And then obviously we have a a good conduit to the service providers that can actually provide care packages to the individual residences as well. And speaking a little bit about COVID now, how Hmm. has that kind of changed the dynamics of it all? Well, we're very much looking forward to uh, the new rules coming into place so we can open back up our community centres. We've obviously had restrictions there, so we've had to make sure that we abide by all the rules. And everyone's done the right thing. Everyone's had their masks on. Obviously, we're moving into a new world where we're showing, obviously, the vaccination certificates and things like that moving forward for the tools to keep everybody safe. Um, But, yeah, everyone's looking forward to getting back into just the full swing of their their social life. They've missed it, that's for sure. Mm, mm. And they've even improvised. It's funny, we've had um, people out there on their front uh, driveways sitting in their deck chairs there just waving to each other just so they can still feel connected even though we can't get together like we would normally do. Mm, I I could imagine that it would be quite quite, um, important to keep that connection up, especially, I mean, I would imagine that a lot of the residents wouldn't have been able to see their families or anything like that during during the pandemic. Yes, no, that's the case. Very much so. And I think they, they have a better appreciation now for just that support that they've got wrapped around them. And even I think they appreciate their own families even more, but at least the families know that their parents are safe. 
inside this kind of environment when they can't see them face to face. What is the best thing about your job? Uh, just seeing the quality of life once we see our, our beautiful residents move in and really see a new spring in their step. I was just thinking about where you mentioned before uh, a particular story. We had a beautiful couple that moved into one of our villages in the Hunter and they were in their 90s. And that's the other extreme, obviously, for all our residents moving in. But um, they were quite convinced in this COVID that this was basically the, the end of the line, would you believe? And they were getting into the village because they felt like one of the partners was actually going to pass away. They just had that feeling. And they've now been in the village about six months. And honestly, they're just completely different people. They are so much better in their health. They're social. They're walking better. They really have got a new spring in their step and a new yeah, quality of life. It really is quite incredible to see that transition. It, it looks, well, one particular, he looks like a different man. Looks right. like he's taken 20 years off his life. It's really quite incredible because the house was getting quite overwhelming. They were feeling quite um, guilty and inadequate, if you want to call it that, that they were sort of losing control of what they wanted to be able to maintain, which is their beautiful home. So then when they come into brand new homes in our villages there and all the hard work's done for them, and a lot of people have never had a brand new home, so it's quite a buzz for them as well. But to see just how much the, the weight lifts from their shoulders once they finally find that they're actually in a safe haven, and it's really, really special. And it sounds like the, the success of retirement villages is that the fact that they don't have to uh, keep the house, you know, up and running, yeah. you know, it's that, that seems like to be the really main part of it. And from what we've said, it sounds like a great retirement, you know, at the end of your working days, you get to have all the best uh, aspects of life and not have to worry about the maintenance. Very and- much so. And, and then keeping people safe too, you know, changing light bulbs and that type of thing, that then becomes our responsibility. So it's really nice to keep the residents safe and, you know, everyone is so proud and they, they like to be able to get in there and do them everything themselves, but now they can really focus on the things that they want to do. And that could be a new hobby or it could be sort of tinkering around in the garden, um, but they just don't have the, the burden of a, a bigger home to maintain or worry about accidentally falling down steps or, you know, mm. letting the lawns get too too overgrown. And I think one of the most important things too about um, looking after the, uh, the older population is that there is so much to learn from them. You know, they've lived, yeah. they've lived life and they know it and they've experienced it firsthand. And It's a privilege to listen to their stories and just to make them feel special, I think, is a really big thing to really listen to what they have to say and understand where they've come from and all their, you know, their working career and their, their families. And, you know, they're so delighted to have uh, an ear listening to them and really take a genuine interest. And I think that's a big thing. You generally, to, to be successful in this role, I think you really need to love people and a general interest in really trying to enhance these people's lives and making sure that they feel like they are where they need to be. A lot of people think they, they resist it. And then, when they, as I said, when they finally get there, they almost like they can let go of their breath and go, oh, finally, <laughs> I can look after me now. You get to, when you, when you speak to someone who's grew up and worked during another era, you get to experience for a moment what that era was like or a bit of what a, a perspective of what that era was like. And I think, you know, that's that's history too, and it's and I think it's it's so that time with people that have seen it is just so valuable, and you get to learn so much. I mean, we learn so much from history, but to speak to the people who actually lived yeah. it is another thing. Very much, and even the dynamics with how relationships have even changed over the years is quite interesting as well. You know, um, there's a lot of traditional relationships, and then and even too sometimes when you have some 
presidents, you know, you might have had maybe the male figure or the uh, female figure would have been running the financial side of things of the family. And then sometimes a transition happens and someone passes away and there's a whole new lot of learning for that person to become independent. Um, the other side of it too is you, you might have had uh, the figurehead with the, say the wife was looking after all the beautiful children while the, the husband was away working. Um, and they really are the most incredible uh, partnerships when you get to see these couples that have been together, you know, 30, 40, 50 years together. You know, it takes a lot to be able to keep those relationships going and, you know, the foundation of the respect and friendship that they have for each other is really heartwarming. It's a good lesson for everyone to learn. You just sometimes have to keep hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> you see it in the community centres when, when our residents all come together, just the respect that they have for each other and their backgrounds and what their previous careers may have been or how they raised their children. It's really nice to just see that admiration and respect for each other. And as I said, they all have their different stories to tell. And when they, they do come together, they do appreciate it. For the most part, they're obviously quite like-minded. And they're just happy, again, now just to be in a nice, safe place. You know, it too really is about family. That, that's a question that comes up quite a lot. You know, are, are my grandkids welcome? Well, of course they are. But then the day life is all about family. So, you know, the grandkids can swim in the pool as long as their, their grandparents are there present. And at the end of the day, you know, it's nothing better. We walk through in Christmas holidays and you see the, the grandkids sitting up at the table doing the craft session with our residents. So it really is your home. Is there any aspects that are challenging at times in your work? Um, I think I think the, the the most overwhelming thing will be just making sure that people feel really well supported. And you know, we do see lots of different people who don't have that support of their family. So you know, just to be able to help these people and feel like it's going to be okay, we're here to hold your hand. We're here to not make this overwhelming um, and really soften the whole process, I think is something that's really important. A lot of people, you know, delay doing what they need to do for themselves or for their health because it it really is put in the too hard basket. So being able to soften the process and make it gentle, it's not hard sales, it's not that type of process, it's more about just giving good information and just making sure that these people are comfortable with that information and we know where to move forward from that point. In the retirement sector overall, do you see any areas that maybe need improving? Yeah, I, I, look, if I was to say one thing, I actually would love for more information to be provided to the residents so they really understand how their benefits work with their uh, pension and also how they understand how to get the care packages into their home. A lot of people don't know where to start. A lot of people don't know how to acquire a, a My Age Care number so they're entitled to potentially some of these benefits. So I think there needs to be some education and more providers out there, even whether it's through Centrelink or um, independent providers, where these elderly demographics understand what they could potentially be entitled to. Uh, A lot of people are too embarrassed to ask. A lot of people uh, don't even know where to start. And even with technology sometimes waiting on uh, hotlines to try and go through the process to get the My Age Care number can be a little bit daunting for people. So people give up. So I think helping people understand what they could potentially have to support them in their homes so they can have independent living as long as possible um, is really somewhere I think the retirement sector needs to focus on. And on that note, how overall, how affordable is living in a retirement village? Well, it's designed to have a weekly service fee, so it's all-encompassing of your council rates, your water rates, your water usage, your building insurance, obviously your maintenance um, and all the facilities as well. So it's meant to be basically giving you a quality of life and it should be, on paper, more affordable uh, coming to a retirement village than the cost that you're outlaying in your own home. 
if you add up all those things that you're outlaying right now without the benefits, obviously, of the security inside a retirement village as well as all our recreational facilities, you should come out on top. So it really is designed to make it a bit of a one-stop shop as far as you, you have your, your weekly service fee, and that just takes care of everything for you. Why should someone enter the retirement sector as a profession? I think if you truly love people and you really want to make a difference and you get great satisfaction in knowing that you've helped someone have a better quality of life, I think it's a, a great career for people to really focus on. I think it's just, it really is the best of both worlds. You know, I think building a community. So to me, again, I don't see myself as sales. I really consider myself as a customer service representative that is really focused on building really special communities where our communities can support each other and just have better quality of life. So I think if that's something that makes you feel good that you're actually helping people, I think it's a great industry for people to focus on. What would you say to the people who maybe are thinking about going into retirement living but maybe are going through those emotions that we mentioned? Like, What would be your advice to them while they're going through that, that time and yeah. those decisions? I think just to start the wheels in motion, even if you're not quite ready now, it's really nice to just take a look, have a bit of a walk around in your own time, make an appointment and just understand it really is a no-pressure situation for you to just explore what our facilities are, explore who our people and what they're all about, um, and then in their own good time when they're ready, at least they have an understanding of what to expect and how retirement living will work inside one of our villages. I think, you know, there's no time like the present. It's a good opportunity to really understand, to really understand what's on the other side. So, you know, even if you're not quite ready yet, at least you understand how independent villages operate like ourselves. And it's just a good chance to have a bit of a walk around and, yeah, just get a, a better perspective. Because I think, as I said, there are a lot of misconceptions of what retirement living is all about. Um, and once you finally get in there, to me, it, it will either feel like home uh, or it won't. So, you know, there's no harm in having a bit of a look now and just seeing if it's for you. And then sometimes, as I said, some people say, look, I'm not quite ready for community living just now. However, in time, once they know what that is, or sometimes circumstances have changed, sometimes even a loved one might have passed, and then people come back. So it really just depends on people's personal circumstances. But having a look now, there's no harm done with that, but at least you'll have a good perspective of how we can take care of you. What would be the take-home from this interview you'd want people to remember the most? Um, well, very much, but obviously Oak Tree is here to help. We are professional and we are very friendly people that really are generally interested in making sure these people have a good quality of life. We really have designed our homes to make sure that they are user-friendly for our particular demographic. We've made sure that they have, uh, they're beautifully appointed with their facilities inside the homes. Practical things like, you know, larger light switches, lower bench tops, um, obviously no steps. There's lots of things that are inside those villages that will just give that person quality of life. And again, it's designed to make sure that it's there as their needs change. You know, grab brows in the showers. Um, just things to make sure that their home's basically future-proof. Even if they're in good health right now, let's say in 15, 20 years, things may change. These homes are designed ready to make sure that all their needs will be catered for. Well, thank you for sharing your perspective with us today, Kelly. We appreciate you taking the time. You're welcome. It's nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. That was my first guest today, Kelly Quinn, Sales Manager at Oak Tree Retirement Villages, Newcastle Sector. Now we're going to be talking with Lisa Collier, a member of the team at Arcare's Kenwell location. Arcare have many locations across Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria, bringing over 40 years of experience in the aged care sector with them. Hello, Lisa, and welcome to the program. Hello. Hello, everyone. Why did you get into aged care? 
I uh, started in 2016. I finished my course in 2015. And um, I looked after my grandmother with dementia and I knew that I wanted to make a difference in the lives of our other seniors. I was in retail for a, a long time and management. I just, it wasn't enough. I felt like I wasn't giving back enough. So, yeah, that's why I turned to aged care. What kind of tasks are involved in your line of work? You look after their daily needs, assist them, try to enjoy life, like go into lifestyle, different events. The lifestyle team here is marvellous. We're a really lovely community here. What do you think makes that sense of community so successful? Um, Well, I think that comes from, because we're a very dedicated team, we always put our residents first. We become one big family. All our residents have the same nurses all the time and it just gets a a lovely relationship. We get to build on it. Are there any attributes in your line of work that are challenging or quite demanding? Well, ARCARE's got a great training program, so we get to learn a lot of tools, like they have Dementia Australia to come and teach us different tools to deal with our elderly residents, our elderly clients that have dementia and different tools that we can use to help them. It can be um, demanding and challenging, but in saying that, it's also very rewarding. You're helping our seniors fulfil their lives and I just, if I make a difference with just putting a smile on their face, I'm really, really happy. You're listening to Wellbeing, where we are discussing the experiences of working in the retirement and aged care sectors. We are talking with aged care worker Lisa Collier, member of the team at Arcare's Kenwell location. How do you approach some of the emotions that some of the patients or some of the patients' families may be experiencing? We listen, we support the families and our clients. It's like little baby steps. We just try to encourage them to come to the dining room, to meet new people. Because we have dedicated staff, we are able to spend some time with them to gain reassurance, encourage them. So yes, it's great with the dedicated staff. Yep, they come in, not sure, but then little steps, just a bit of encouragement. Yeah, and it's great. It's a great program, lifestyle program that they have for our residents. What's the environment you try to create for your elderly patients and why is it important that environment is created? Well, this is their home, so we try and still make it as if they are at home. They just need a little bit of assistance. Like I said, the lifestyle team members put on different um, things during the day so they can start with exercising or they'll have on a movie um, and when we're not in COVID times we do have musicians come in and play for us and that's great and our residents really really enjoy that or we go out on bus trips but we do scenic drives or we go shopping so yeah we try to cater for everyone. Why should someone enter the aged care sector as a profession? Well honestly I think it's a wonderful profession profession it, it's um it's a calling too you have to be mm. passionate about mm. it don't be afraid try something new you might find this is it well thank you for your time today lisa thank you so much that was my second guest aged care worker lisa collier my first guest today was kelly quinn thank you for listening i'm jack hodgins and all of us at well-being wish you well